0: It is Locked On Cougars, your daily source for all things BYU news, notes, insider knowledge, and everything else you can handle when it comes to the BYU Athletic Department. I'm Jay catch your host here on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for this Thursday edition of the podcast, November 15th, 2018. On today's show, we're previewing another BYU basketball game. They face Oral Roberts. The Golden Eagles come to town to face BYU tonight. We'll break down what ORU looks like, some of the players to pay attention to, two with the Golden Eagles. We'll also let you hear from BYU senior quarterback Tanner Mangum. I had a chance to speak with him yesterday after practice, get some of his thoughts on his upcoming senior day, kind of reflect on his career as a whole as a BYU Cougar and also get some additional thoughts from him just simply on how this team is playing right now. That'll be in the second segment. Final segment of the show will update you on some of the signings with the early signing period opening up yesterday. A lot of sports, BYU men's basketball, BYU women's soccer, all signing athletes, PYU baseball as well. We'll get you an update on what players have signed and also let you know which other players in the sports are still expected to sign as that uh, signing window is still open so there you go layout of the show today won't waste any more time than we have to but we want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by our good friends at sling tv we'll tell you about them here in a moment so without further ado let's get going this is locked on cougars for november 15th 2018 BYU and Oral Roberts. There are games uh, from my history of watching sports and there are opponents that for whatever reason the name sticks with me. So when I saw Oral Roberts pop up on BYU's schedule, who they'll be taking on tonight, 7 o'clock Mountain Time in the Marriott Center. Game will be televised on BYU TV if you're unable to get tickets. If you are interested in going to the game, go to BYUcougars.com or BYUtickets.com and you can get tickets to the game tonight. But getting back to my point. There, in my history of watching sports I'm in my 30s now I've watched a lot of sporting events in my life my wife and my family can attest to that but there are teams and players that stand out to me that have stuck with me forever and Oral Roberts funny enough is one of those teams when I saw Oral Roberts was on the schedule this year I was thinking back saying Kay, I know BYU took on Oral Roberts in the mid 2000s and for whatever reason nothing really stood out to me about that game but I looked it up and with BYUCougars.com, I looked up the series. BYU leads the all-time series against the Golden Eagles five nothing. And the last meeting, BYU won the game seventy-two to sixty-two on on December thirtieth, two thousand six. So there you go. I have a weird memory when it comes to sporting events and pulling back the curtain a little bit now you kind of understand how I go about things with how I do my sports but legitimately there are, there are opponents and there are players from my years and years of watching BYU the Utah Jazz etc that I just have these opponents stuck in my mind and for whatever reason Oral Roberts is one of those the Golden Eagles come into this game tonight 1 in 3 on the season they play in the Summit League they're in the Midwest they play they're out of Oklahoma So, it's going to be interesting to see how they come into this game because they come in, come into this game on the heels of a buzzer-beating loss to new Division I team, Cal Baptist. Uh, Cal Baptist literally just started the, uh, the, made the transition to Division I. They'll actually play in the WAC this year, which is the league that Utah Valley University plays in. Aiden Saunders had put the Golden Eagles in front with a three-pointer with five seconds remaining Tuesday night in their game between the Golden Eagles and Cal Baptist. But then Milan Aqua, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, a guard for Cal Baptist. He's a sophomore. I uh, hit a forty footer, as the buzzer sounded, to win the game, seventy to sixty nine for Cal Baptist. So we'll see what Oral um, Roberts comes into this game looking like because that's a tough way to lose a game for any team. And you come into this saying, "Okay, well, we think we have this game one," and then this new Division One team goes and hits a forty-footer to beat you. That's a tough way to do it uh, to the season this to the point of this season, Oral Roberts, they lost against Missouri state to start their season. They were blown out 84 to 50. They beat Southwest Kansas 79 to 62 for their lone win on the year. They lost at number 20 TCU 79 to 62. And then, like I mentioned versus Cal Baptist losing 70 to 69. Uh, this game tonight, BYU is heavily favored in this game. The Cougars two and one on the season. We talked yesterday about the Cougars needing to get to a better, uh, shooting uh, situation in terms of hitting shots, 19 of 75 from three through three games this year, had a couple of you reach out to me on Twitter saying that BYU's lone advantage in this day and age of college basketball is their ability to shoot, Uh, not a lot of belief that BYU can get elite athletes or guys that have size, etc., and there are, there's a point to be made there because BYU, if you look back through their recent history, they've had dead-eye shooters, none more so than Jimmer Fredette and his ability to have range out to 40 feet with ease. Uh, Tyler Hawes was a master at the mid-range game, seemingly knocking down jumper after jumper. So BYU, there is something to be said for BYU's ability to shoot. There's a lot of guys on this basketball team currently that have a reputation of being big time shooters. Zach Sellius was known as a long range bomber in high school here in Utah. Yoli Childs has shown range out to the three point line of points in his career. TJ Hawes, when he was at Lone Peak, was a guy that played from the outside in, would hit big shot after big shot. And it's going to be interesting to see if BYU can get their shooting going. Maybe when Nick Emery is finally eligible, this will be the fourth game he's had to sit out of the nine he's required to by NCAA sanctions and NCAA rules that preclude him from playing. Maybe once he returns, he'll be able to help BYU get their shots to fall, but that's only one guy. And in the interim, you want to see BYU start to find their range and get things going. One thing I'd like to see BYU do tonight is attack inside. Play from the inside out. That'll be a little tougher against a team like Oral Roberts, but I think it could benefit them as well. Because if you see start to see shots fall, whether that be a three-pointer or a layup, it builds your confidence as a basketball player. And I, I say this as a guy who never played above the high school level, but having watched a lot of college basketball, when guys start to see shots fall, regardless of what kind of shot it is, a layup, a mid-range jumper, a deep three, It just emboldens them to attack the basket. Now, when you go up against Oral Roberts, you go up against their two big men or their two leading players. Emmanuel and Wessie, hopefully I pronounced that correctly. I watched the video of him introducing himself on the Oral Roberts Sports Network, and I probably didn't pronounce it correctly, but that's about as close as I could recreate based on what he said. He is averaging 15 points a game and 7.3 rebounds through three games. And he is joined by Kerwin Smith, their center, who averages nine points a game and 7.7 rebounds per game. So, their front-line battery is a guy who's Kerwin Smith listed at 6'10, Emmanuel and Wessie, uh listed at 6'8. So, both of them big guys who should be able to patrol the paint. And it'll be incumbent upon BYU, Yoli Childs, Luke Worthington, Colby Lee to both slow these guys down and also open up the lane to allow BYU's guards and other wing players to attack the basket. This is a game tonight where you need to attack both of these big men and get them into foul trouble early if you can, because after that, their next leading scorer for Oral Roberts is Kalen Malone, who averages nine points of his own, but he is not near the rebounder. He's a guard on that guard line for Oral Roberts, a wing player. So you need to get these big guys out of the way and allow BYU to start opening things up. I would like to see BYU play from the outside in, but I know that their, their standard normally is to go from the inside, outside in, I'm oh, sorry, inside out is what I'd like to see them play and play from the outside in is what they normally play. So hopefully I didn't confuse you there. But tonight, BYU has got to be aware of these two big men in the middle. Kerwin Smith, 6'10", 225 pounds. And then Emmanuel Nwesi, he's a big dude, 6'8", 240 pounds. Uh, looks similar to what you what we saw from the big men that were on Northwestern State earlier this week. Big game once again for BYU tonight. I want to see them start to see shots fall. We mentioned yesterday on the podcast that if they don't get that corrected in this part of the schedule, what makes you think they're going to do it against better opponents down the road? We'll see if they're able to to get that figured out. We'll be tracking it. We'll be back tomorrow on the show recapping this for you. We'll also be getting ready for a BYU football game. So it should be a fun show on a Friday, getting ready for New Mexico State in football. We'll also look ahead to another basketball game, Alabama A&M while we also recap this Oral Roberts game. I expect BYU to win this game, but they do need to make sure that they seal the middle, make sure that the, the, the battery, the frontline battery for the Golden Eagles don't get rolling against BYU tonight. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are on this BYU basketball team as always. You can always reach out my Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. The show's Twitter feed, Locked on Cougars. If you don't want to tweet at us, our DMs on both of those accounts are open. Feel free to drop us a note there. You can also drop us a note via email at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Another plug here. If you are interested in advertising with the show, this would be the slot to highlight your show as a title sponsor. We'd love to have you guys on board advertising with us. So hit me up, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. We have fantastic introductory locked rates for the launch of the college arm of the Locked On Podcast Network, still going right now. So we'd love to have you guys on board, help represent your company right here on Locked On Cougar. So if you are interested, once again, drop me a note. Locked on BYU at gmail.com. We'd love to speak with you there. All right, we will step aside here. We'll come back, tell you a little bit about uh f- so we'll talk, talk talk some football. Sorry, we're gonna, we're gonna talk football next. Catch up with BYU senior quarterback Tanner Mangum as he reflects on his time as a cougar. Many ups and a lot of lows. He'll explain all of it and what he's taken away from it next. This is Locked On Cougars. Welcome back. This is Locked on Cougars, available on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, the Google Podcast platform, Spotify. And you also tell your smart speakers, play podcast Locked on Cougars, and you can find us there. Thanks again for your continued support of this podcast. It's a blast to bring it to you guys each and every day. I had a chance yesterday to speak with BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum. Up and down career, guys. He started out with one of two of the biggest plays in BYU recent history, of course, that Hail Mary to beat Nebraska. Followed up the next week by that by a Hail Mary once again to beat his hometown team of Boise State. He's been up and down. He suffered a major injury with the Achilles injury last week. Yesterday, it was told to us by Aaron Roderick that Tanner Mangum still is the number two quarterback for BYU. The reason why BYU fans have seen Jaron Hall play the last two weeks, according to Aaron Roderick, was that there was an injury that Tanner picked up in the pregame against Boise State that precluded him from playing in that game. Uh, Aaron added that he was hoping to keep Tanner out of the UMass game to get him completely healthy for the stretch run here and Tanner you'll hear him talk about the injury and what what it was he calls it I believe he says it's a tweak you'll hear it here in a second when he starts speaking about it but it's good to hear that the coaches still believe in him and if, if it does come to it and he's healthy he is the next guy in the game it would be good to see him play this Saturday on senior night hopefully BYU can build up a comfortable enough lead in the second half they can insert Tanner Mangum and let him have a few runs with this offense to finish off his career in front of his hometown well not his hometown his home fans at Lavelle Edwards Stadium so won't waste too much time here but here's Tanner Mangum speaking with me yesterday after practice reflecting on his career the ups the downs and everything in between it's a pleasure to speak with him he's one of the better interviews on this BYU football team so here you go Tanner Mangum with myself yesterday after practice a-Rod made it very clear you're number two on the depth chart, but <laughs> the Boise deal you had injured in pregame warm-ups, He said, "Yeah, it is a little, yeah, a little tweak, but it, w- it wasn't anything too big." <laughs> but he said he he wasn't he was he was surprised it was that big of an outroar when, he saw, when people saw Jaron Hall go yeah. in that game. And yeah. This season's been just so many ups and downs for you. How do you kind of just look at it at this point, ten games in?
1: Um, you know we're we're looking to finish strong you know that's that's it's one game at a time you know we, we can't look back we can't worry about what's what's gone down we got to move forward and we got a big game coming up this week you know we got to get a win to get bowl eligible and so it's that's that's our goal this week is is, is new mexico state we gotta we gotta prepare and be ready to go for that and that's that's our season right now that's that's what matters and um I think our team is mature enough that we recognize we can't worry about what's gone down. We can't be bitter or salty. We, you know, we just can't let that get to us. We got to stay focused and move forward and and uh, do whatever we can each day to prepare for Domesco State. And and um, you know, we're excited. It's it's a great opportunity. Home game, last home game. You know, we just got to go give it our give it our all and, and um, you know make sure that we do our part to to earn that right to play well on Saturday and then earn that right to to go. Earn that sixth victory for a bowl game.
0: New Mexico State team—they they went to a bowl last year. It was one of the feel-good stories of the season a year ago. They're coming in here already seven losses on the year. What have you seen on film from that you expect this week?
1: You know, it, with with any team, um, it's you know it doesn't matter what what they've gone through. It, it, you know, any given Saturday, anything can happen. And, and so they're they're going to come in playing hard, playing tough. You know, they they're not just going to you know lay lay down and, and, and surrender. They you know, they're, they're going to play tough and and so we got to give it our our best shot. We 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 have to prepare like we would any other week. Um, every week is a challenge. And um, you know they're uh, you know, I guess it it doesn't matter what what the other team's story is, what the record is. We got to treat it the same and we we got to treat it with a with a sense of urgency and making sure that we're t- taking care of of our part to to earn that right to, to play well on this Saturday.
0: I heard you on the podcast with Yogi Roth. This is probably a month ago now. Mm-hmm. And he talked about the fact that you've, 2011, this, you've been just a long, long career yeah. at this point. Does it feel like crazy that you're now kind of looking back at all that?
1: Yeah, it is a little bit. Um, you know, I, I, it's it's crazy Reflecting on it, just because it's it's gone it's gone by really fast, but also it feels like a lifetime ago. Okay. You know, you know, just, and so much has happened, um, and but I'm grateful for every experience that I've had, highs and lows. Uh, you know, there's it's it's been a roller coaster ride. And that's that's no secret, um, but I've just tried to learn through it all, and, and to to take every opportunity to to better myself, to learn from the adversity, to learn from my mistakes. Um, and also learn from the successes and learn from the highs, and you know. And I, I've said it before. I just, you know, regardless of what happens, I want to make sure that I don't let what happens on the football field define me as a person. I, I don't want to let the adversity harden me um, or make me less kind. I, I, I just, I want to be the best person I can be. And, and um, you know, I, I know it hasn't been perfect. But that's life, and, and these are lessons that I'll carry with me for the rest of my life, and and I've met people and made friends here that are that will be lifelong friends, and I'm I'm so grateful for that, and um, you know I'm just I've just enjoyed this opportunity to, to live out this childhood dream of mine. Uh, I, I was I can remember watching Brandon Doman and Luke Staley. And, Reno Mahe playing back in the day when I was like seven years old and just, I just wanted to play for BYU and so now to have to have had this opportunity is, is it's, a, it's a privilege and one that I haven't taken for granted and something that I've really tried to enjoy and so I'm going I'm to keep doing that this season and week by week and make sure that I you know finish as strong as I can
0: is there one overarching takeaway you'll take from all this
1: at the end of the day um that's a tough question you know there's so many lessons I I, I'll I'll have to sit down and and write in my journal and and just you know just try to process and think about everything I've learned but one overarching theme uh, I think is um to just to give your absolute best and 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 sometimes that'll change depending on the circumstances. Um, you know, whether you're injured or you're healthy, or you're starting or you're the backup. Just give it, give it your absolute best. Give it your all, uh, regardless of the, of the situation. And sometimes it's easier said than done. And and, and we're we're all human and we have frustrations and uh, we get we get mad and we we feel bitter. But then we you know we get we can recognize those emotions and then and then get back to working hard and and staying positive and and trying to learn something from it and uh, that's what I've tried to learn or tried to um, take from my experience here is just regardless of the situation keep those stick to those core values that make me me and and not let the outside circumstances change my persona and change my uh, my outlook on life.
0: There you go Tanner Mangum and you can tell he, he's gained perspective. And I know uh, on the radio show I work for my day job with David James and Patrick Kinahan, PK talks all the time about guys who come in with stars in their eyes, expect to go to the NFL. And I'm, Tanner Mangum's no different than any, any other college athlete. Had dreams of playing at the next level. He was an Elite 11 MVP we all know his history, but as PK said, he has gained perspective. The NFL dream is, is fading likely for Tanner Mangum. I'm sure he'll give it a shot and see what comes of it. Maybe he gives a shot to this new league, the Alliance of American Football, with a team here in Salt Lake City. I don't know what his future holds, but you can tell that he is content, he's happy, he's moving forward, and he he's he's come to grips with whatever his future holds. He will have learned many lessons that'll carry him through the tough times going forward. And that's, that's a great thing. I have no problem with that. It's been a pleasure getting to know Tanner and this Saturday, like I said, before we played that interview, I would love to see BYU, I would love to see BYU build a comfortable lead and then let him go out there and have some runs with the offense in front of his home fans for the last time. Aaron Roderick still believes in him. He says he's a guy that he he wants to see um, continue to have success in his career, whatever it may be going forward. He said it's been a pleasure working with him, and he's still the number two quarterback in Aaron Roderick's eyes. I would uh, tend to think that Jaron Hall is on the inside track to taking that number two job at some point, but I'll take what, take the coaches at their word and they say that Tanner Mangum is the number two guy. So there you go. Thanks again to Tanner Mangum for joining me. We'll have more interviews like this as the season kind of winds down, get some more of these senior players on, reflect on their careers in a BYU uniform. It's always good to hear them look back because... That's what they're doing. They're they're looking at the end of their college careers and they're looking back and thinking about all the good times and low times and everything in between. So we'll do more of these interviews going forward. Coming back on the other side, we'll have quick hits. We'll update you on some of the signings with the early signing period for a bunch of the Olympic sports, as they call them at BYU. Baseball, men's basketball, women's soccer, all announced signings yesterday. Also have some more. I'm sure that will be filtering in over the coming days with that signing window open now. will update you on those players that have signed and also the, all the other news and notes we haven't gotten to on today's show. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about today's sponsor on the show, and that, that is our good friends at Sling TV. Sling TV is your best bet if you want to watch college football here in the state of Utah or otherwise. For just $30 a month, you get all of the college networks to watch all the college football and college sports you can handle, including ESPN, Pac-12 networks, SEC, and more. You can stream them all on your big screen and across all of your favorite devices. Prices. It's mobile. It can go with you wherever you go. That's one of the beautiful things about Sling TV. There are no useless channels when you sign up with Sling TV. You pick the package you want. No long-term contracts. No hidden fees. You know exactly what you're paying for right up front, and you can cancel at any time for any reason. Sign up for Sling TV right now as a Locked On Cougars listeners, and you'll get a seven-day free trial. Go to Sling.com slash Locked On. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash Locked On. Check Check it out, guys. Sling TV, take it with you. They give you the live TV you love, only better. Once again, check it out. Seven-day free trial, sling.com slash locked on. Right as we close out today's show with quick hits here, we're running down some of the athletes that have signed with BYU in the early signing period. National Signing Day for many of these sports teams began yesterday. The window is still open, so you'll see some of these signings filtering in over the next couple of days as well. And we'll keep you updated as they roll in. We'll start off with the women's soccer team. They added eight players uh, coming from Idaho, Utah, and California. So congratulations to Jennifer Rockwood and her staff on another recruiting class that they have worked to sign. Run down the names real quick. Sarah Jane Affleck, she is from Laguna Hills, California. Zoe Jacobs out of Kaysville, Utah. Ellie Mon North Ogden, Utah. Rachel McCarthy, American Fork, Utah. It's a very Utah-heavy class, as most of BYU women's soccer is. Jamie Shepard, also out of American Fork, Utah. Olivia Smith, Eagle, Idaho product, hometown of Tanner Mangum. And then a twin sisters, Laveni Vaca and Daviana Vaca from Sandy, Utah, round out the class for BYU women's soccer. So congratulations once again to the women's soccer team on signing their class. BYU baseball also signed a a big class. They haven't officially sent out a release. That means there are still guys that are going to sign with BYU in this period, they expect. But we'll run down some of the names that signed yesterday for baseball. Starting off, McKay Barney, an outfielder from Mesa, Arizona has signed. He is joined by another Mesa product in Sean Rimmer who is also an outfielder. Watkins of Pleasant Grove, U Utah product will be an infielder for the Cougars. A right-handed pitcher out of Las Vegas, Nevada is Bryce Robeson, who is signed. Hunter Swap from Sandy, Utah will play outfield for the Cougars. Cutter Kloss and Laguna Beach, California product will be a lefty pitcher. Carter Smith, a right-handed pitcher from Lehigh High School. And then Tyson Heaton from Yucaipa, California, will also be a right-handed pitcher. Pitching's at a premium in, in college baseball. It looks like BYU's loading up on pitchers. Hopefully they can come through because that was one of the big downfalls for BYU baseball. Last year and in recent seasons is their ability to get outs from the mound. Uh, finally, BYU basketball. They're expected to sign three players in this class. Only one of them has signed officially so far, and that's Nate Hanson from Timview High School, just a stone throw away from BYU. He's a 6-foot-3 guard helped lead the T-Birds to a 17-7 and seven overall record last year, averaged just over 15 points, hit 53 three-pointers. So he's a great player, just a stone throw away adds to BYU's class of uh, getting guys that are guards, that are versatile at multiple positions. Hansen should be a good addition. They're also expected to announce the signings at some point of Shengja Lee out of Southern California, a Chinese 6'11 center, and then also Bernardo De Silva, a Brazilian native who plays for Wasatch Academy in Mount Pleasant, Utah. We'll keep you updated when those two signings become official. So there you go, some of the signees for the various teams at BYU. Uh, let me know what's your thoughts on These players are. If you have any thoughts, or if you if you have questions about players who haven't signed yet, when they might do it, I'm happy to look into it for you as well. You can hit me up on social media and let me know who you'd like to hear about, etc. I'd love I'd love to have some interaction with you guys. Uh, Once again, BYU basketball in action tonight. Get out and enjoy it. Oral Roberts in town, seven o'clock. Get your tickets at byutickets.com or byucougars.com, or you can catch the action on BYU TV. We'll be back tomorrow reviewing that game, getting you ready for a triple header of sports on Saturday with men's and women's basketball as well as BYU football on senior night. We'll be previewing that all for you tomorrow on this show right here on Locked on Cougars. This has been Locked on Cougars for November 15th, 2018.